0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Monday, March 15th. 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. Our show today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I'd like to take a moment to give a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast who are taking some time out of their day to listen. Thank you so much. And if you would like to join that group, just go to your favorite podcast source and hit the subscribe button, and we will deliver new episodes to you each morning as they are posted. Today is the beginning of free agency in the NFL. The legal tampering period begins at noon Eastern time. The NFL has had the legal tampering period as a component of free agency since the year 2013. Teams are now allowed to talk to free agents and begin negotiating contracts, and the reason it's called the legal tampering period is that free agency has not officially begun. It does not officially begin until Wednesday because Wednesday is the beginning of the new league year. So we're, not, we're still technically not in free agency. So you're still talking to a player who is technically under contract to another team because the contracts in the NFL, for lack of a better description actually run through the end of the league year. So even though the season's over, guys who are about to hit free agency are still under contract in theory, but the league allows teams to begin talking to them two days early. And this began, I mentioned this on Friday's show, this began in 2013 because the league had found that teams had already begun negotiating with players before the league year began, which was against the rules. And for whatever reason, instead of punishing those teams, they just they just said, All right, well, let's just make this legal. And I've said this on Friday, if you can explain to me how that makes sense, I would love to hear it. Because if you are sending the message that if you illegally negotiate with players, what we will do is just make it legal is that really going to serve as a deterrent going forward? Now, instead of negotiating two days early, you may start negotiating three or four days early, or even earlier than that, because now you've seen that there is no punishment at all for breaking the rules. But that's what the NFL has decided. Now, one very important caveat, and the reason we mention this is because of what happened to the Jets a couple years ago with a certain linebacker from the Minnesota Vikings. And it's happened a couple times, you know, it's not that frequent, but it does happen. Contracts cannot be signed until the beginning of the new league year. So no deal is really official. If any deal that you strike with a player during the legal tampering period is on a handshake basis, and either side in theory could back out. And as I said, this came into play a couple years ago with the Jets, where the Jets came to terms with a linebacker, Anthony Barr of the Minnesota Vikings, and Barr eventually backed out. He decided he wanted to stay with Minnesota, which caused no shortage no shortage of embarrassment for the New York Jets at the time, although, in retrospect, it actually was probably for the best because bar was not going to be worth the money the Jets paid him. He really has not performed at that high of a level since he signed the contract in Minnesota. And it would have been another situation where the Jets would be looking at a really bad contract. And that was, of course, under the former general manager, Mike McCagnin. McCagnin in free agency tended tended to have two types of situations. He had the deals that were terrible and deals That would have been terrible if the player had wanted to come here, and the Anthony Barr saga was actually a little bit of both, because he gave out, he was going to give out a contract that was just too much for what Anthony Barr brought to the the table, but then Barr backed out, so Jets got a little bit lucky in that situation. Now, one other caveat, the league brings this up from time to time. There will frequently be a memo from the league to teams telling them that they're not allowed to complete a negotiation. They're not even though they're allowed to negotiate with players, they're not allowed to come to terms with the player, they're not allowed to agree to a contract. And that that is another thing that really does not make much sense. Because if you begin negotiating a contract, well, what if you're on the same page, I I don't understand how you can just tell two sides to put on the brakes once they begin negotiating a contract. How do you say, okay, you can negotiate up to the point where you actually agree to a deal? What if you make progress in negotiations? I mean, what if the player really likes your first offer? What what if the first offer is everything a player is looking for? Then the the negotiations are over. doesn't make a lot of sense, but nothing about the legal tampering period really does make much sense. I mean, by definition, tampering is illegal. The NFL has rules for a reason. that You're not allowed to negotiate a contract with a player who's under contract. Somehow the NFL has done this, though, and the legal tampering period begins today, and for all intents and purposes, free agency gets underway this afternoon, and we're going to hear activity, we're going to hear all kinds of rumors about players the Jets are interested in, and you have to be careful because there's every incentive out there for sources within the league to not be honest. You know, if you're an agent for a player, you want to make it sound like everybody's interested in your player. So even if the Jets just give a courtesy call, even if the Jets just check in with somebody, their agent might leak to the press that, hey, the Jets are really interested in my guy. It may be a guy the Jets say, you know what, we probably can't afford, but let's just check in anyway. Or maybe a guy, you know, this is not really our plan A, it's our plan B. But if you're an agent, it's, you're you know, it's in your interest to try and make it sound like your player is very highly valued. So you may leak to the press that, hey, the Jets have called and they're very interested. And on the same note, the Jets have every incentive to kind of obscure what they're trying to do. They don't want to give their plan away f- to the rest of the league, so they may be giving out bad information. So you got to be careful today in what you hear. You know, you s- should stick with the trusted sources of news when, when you're talking about who's potentially a target of the New York Jets, and stick with the trusted sources of news when it comes to deals that are being negotiated. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball is getting ready for March Madness, and the NBA and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And if you use promo code LOCKEDON, one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, using your mobile device or the website, when you sign up, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast as we get ready for the beginning of free agency in the year 2021. The legal tampering period begins today, which for all intents and purposes is the beginning of free agency. And there have been plenty of questions about how Jets general manager Joe Douglas will operate in free agency this year. This is his second free agent period. You may remember he was hired in 2019, but he was hired after free agency and after the draft were completed. So this is his second opportunity to improve the team through through free agency. And if you look at his first free agent period, really not all that successful. The Jets kind of sat out free agency last year. They made a number of relatively small moves trying to fill some holes. And the question is whether that will be the standard operating procedure or whether it was a one-time thing and there are some reasons to believe it was a one-time thing last year there were some rumors that the jets had some issues with cash flow when it came to paying players and it was treated as this huge scandal by some reporters but it really was would not have been when you give out a lot of guaranteed money the year before that ties up a lot of your resources financially in the nfl it's just the way the, the league works because there were certain rules that a certain percentage of guaranteed money has to be already put in an account so it kind of ties up what you what you can do with your cash so it it, it was kind of common sense heading into last year that the jets weren't going to have prob may not have had the cash to spend big in free agency but there's also a question of whether the jets were looking forward to this offseason because they because of their limitations last year there was only so much they could do. And, you know, if you looked at the resources the Jets had a year ago, if you looked at the roster the way it was, no matter what the Jets did, they probably were not going to have a very good team. So you could spend big and free agency and still be a bad team, or you could wait and enter 20, the 2021 offseason as one of the league leaders in cap space and really put yourself by kind of sacrificing the 2020 season, you could put yourself in a position to be one of the, one of the teams that controls the 2021 offseason. Now, Connor Hughes of the Athletic tweeted out last night, there's absolutely no financial restriction on Douglas this offseason per sources. He has the means and the green light to build the team however he wants. That means pursuing top-tier free agents and giving them top-tier money if he wants. Expectation from those around the league is the Jets will make waves. The key thing here is that while he will be aggressive, Joe Douglas will not be sucked into playing ball with teams throwing around silly money for the sake of throwing around money. He still has his walkaway numbers. Joe doesn't do desperate, one team source told me. Asked one team source familiar with the team's thinking if he had heard anything about the Jets during the legal tampering period. They want the big guys. Asked if he meant size or money, both. So some indications there that the Jets may be active in free agency. And personally, for me, this is the year to be active in free agency. I spoke about it last week. I've spoken about it in recent weeks because of the way things are set up, because of all the needs the Jets have, and because the Jets find themselves in a position where they've got a lot of cap space and a lot of teams across the league do not. And this appears to be a pretty deep market in free agency, a pretty deep free agent class. This is one of the rare, what I would call a buyer's market in free agency, where there could be, and listen, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think that there could be a lot of really good value deals available in free agency. Now, all of this is theoretical talk. You know, what does it mean that Joe Douglas is going to be aggressive, but he's not going to be reckless? I mean, But, you know, your salary number for, or my salary number for what makes sense for a player, what's aggressive versus what's reckless may be different. There may be a player where I think it's ridiculous to pay him $12 million a year, and Joe Douglas thinks it's reasonable, or vice versa. There may be a player where, Joe Douglas thinks it's ridiculous to pay this guy $15 million a year, and I think it's reasonable. So it really matters about the specifics. We can throw out broad statements like the Jets are going to be aggressive in free agency, but they're going to have a number where they walk away. I mean, nobody knows what any of that really means. But in theory, you know, if you're talking about the broad parameters of what the Jets could be doing this offseason, I think it sounds like, at least if Connor Hughes' reporting is correct, that the Jets have a good plan heading into this now you have to execute it you have to convince certain players you have to convince the right guys to sign and they have to be willing to take a deal that's reasonable for the Jets so you know we can talk all day about how the Jets are going to the Jets need to find player good players at reasonable prices that's easier said than done and going forward we're going to see we're going to see what Joe Douglas actually has in mind It stops being theoretical this afternoon and it becomes a question of what our general manager is able to produce to improve this roster. We have been telling you for a while about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Built Bar has set up an NCAA bracket-style tournament between its flavors, trying to crown the best-tasting Built Bar. And to vote on the winners, go to BuiltBar.com or to Twitter at Built underscore Bar to vote. And remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, to get 15% off your next order at Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R. Com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Monday as we prepare for free agency in the year 2021 in the NFL. And there are already plenty of rumors about what the Jets will do as the legal tampering period gets underway today. Joe Douglas has always talked about the offensive line. In his first offseason running the Jets, he made a number of moves changing the composition of the offensive line, some of those moves worked out better than others. Some of them really were not all that effective at all. So my eye will always be on the offensive line. And if there's been one position, and with the disclaimer that you always need to be very skeptical of rumors, but it seems like there are lots of rumors about the Jets potentially being interested in wide receivers. You know, I've heard about Kenny Galladay. There are people who think Kenny Galladay, the Jets and the Dolphins are the top two contenders for him. I've seen the Jets linked with Will Fuller. I've seen them linked with Juju Smith-Schuster. I've seen them linked with Kendrick Bourne. And look, I don't know which wide receiver the Jets are interested in. But one thing I do know is that when there's this much discussion about a certain position, we may not know who the number one target is for the Jets, we may not know exactly what they're thinking, whether the, whether they're looking to be at the top of the market, whether they're looking for more of a value guy. But when there's this much discussion about one position, it tells you it's probably where the Jets are going to be active. And that's also kind of common sense, because Jets ha- J- the Jets have a need at wide receiver. The Jets have a pretty big need at wide receiver. So I would not be surprised to see the Jets active at the on the offensive line and at the wide receiver positions early in free agency. But I'll throw out my normal disclaimer for free agency. Remember that what happens on day one, and even day two, does not necessarily dictate success in free agency. Would I be surprised to see the Jets active today and tomorrow, early in this free agent period, and going after some of the big names? No, I would not. But I think there's always a tendency to panic among NFL fans when you don't see, when you see other teams signing players and you don't see your team making moves. Free agency is not only about what happens on day one and day two. In fact, many of the best moves, many of the most significant moves are not the high profile signings. They're the signings that, but those can be the signings that make a big difference. So lesser known players who your team has a good sense of their value. Your team has a good sense that this guy's going to be a good fit, that he's really going to help us. And he's not going to cost that much. Sometimes those are the moves that work out the best. So I encourage you not to panic, not to get too crazy either way, no matter what happens today and tomorrow. Keep it all in perspective, understand that if the Jets are if the Jets are active, then you'll see that they've improved the roster. But if they're not active, there's still plenty of time to make moves to make effective signings who can improve the team. And this is not I'm not necessarily as worried about this phenomenon with the Jets. But I think there are going to be some fans across the NFL who are going to be very disappointed this year, because there are lots of NFL teams that don't really have much ability to maneuver. And I think People always expect their team to make big moves at the start of free agency. That's not going to be available to a lot of teams in the NFL this year. However, it will be available to the New York Jets. So we'll see what Joe Douglas has in store. He certainly has resources to make this team quite a bit better. And this could be the rare buyer's market in free agency. There could be a real opportunity for the Jets to make this roster a lot better in a very short period of time. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to see what the Jets do, and we will talk about it.